Hello, good morning. It is not often you see a student up here, so I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Katie Bodie. I could tell you that I'm a senior, a music major, with plans but little to no certainty about what I'm doing next year. I could tell you that I originally come from the Pacific Northwest, that I'm passionate about service and social justice, about learning other perspectives and the stories of my fellow human beings. Or I could give you categories, labels, ways that I identify with others and that maybe you can identify with me. I'm a student, a young adult, by our cultural definition, a follower of Christ in the tradition I was raised and that I find speaks to me, the tradition of my equal parts German and Norwegian ancestry. I'm a passionate learner and educator, and I believe in the goodness of every human being. Did you find categories to include yourself? So let's play a little game. I didn't tell you that I'm a camp counselor, too. I'm going to give you some categories or labels, and I want you to tell me which does not belong with the others. Please don't try and think of universal definitions for these, but simply what comes to your mind, who or what is involved, and then which does not belong. Are you ready? Social justice, the church, young adults, I'll repeat them, social justice, the church, and young adults. Anyone? Now I feel like a professor. <laughs> Let's look at these terms. <laughs> social justice, the ideal of justice being applied to our society, our social understanding, or actions to create this ideal of justice in our society. How about the church? Whatever tradition or doctrine, the church, as opposed to faith alone, is the idea of community faith together. The church and social justice? Did you know the term social justice was coined by a Jesuit priest? To preface the word with justice, the word justice with social, he felt was a way to convey our place in it as social creatures. The Catholic Church has a long-standing tradition of social justice, and Dr. Irwin will tell you, Lutherans as well. When they immigrated to America, they founded a church first, and immediately after that, a social aid organization. And yet, the church has as many claims against it of maintaining injustice, promoting the status quo, and social hierarchy as it does to promote social justice. The injustices span histories into today, and it is understood that fighting a war over beliefs is one of the strongest drives. Okay, young adults. My generation is coming of age, and we are called the millennials for the century and millennia into which we are entering adulthood. We are known for our volunteerism and living out our ideals with action, more so than any generation before us. Social justice to us is a noun and a verb, an ideal and a daily way of life. Or is it just our youthful idealism? After all, we are known just as much for our narcissism and voyeurism, all evidence sourced from our Facebook pages. We are the boomerangers, whose parents are our landlords, agents, and cheerleaders, and that makes us known as the Peter Pan generation, refusing to grow up. 
Aren't we just as likely to be acting out our beliefs as our trendiness in our vegetarian diets or our Tom's shoes? How about young adults in the church? It has been said that religious attendance in this nation is not declining. However, if you look at mainline Protestant denominations of Christianity, this is a different story, especially for young adults. The token youth, be they high school or 20-somethings, seem to still exist in every church, but struggle to find their peers or a community that says their age group is not an anomaly here. Ministries for you specifically include youth group, but when you're 18, you're out, you graduated. Which incidentally, we are the only country that frames youth in such a narrow definition. In parts of Africa, you are a youth until you're married, and you participate as such. In parts of Europe, youth groups begin at our age of high school, but range into your 20s or even 30s. Okay, well, there's family ministries. You don't have children? Feels a little like our church is saying to us, when you grow up, you take a job, a career, rather than something you love. When you have children and join the rest of us, you have a place, but also a community of your peers. No? No, I disagree with all of the above. I'm tired of playing games that say I need to choose one part of myself over the other. I believe my communities, my unique generation, and my passions are all ways that I live out my faith. Acting in service by my faith in a community with all ages is who I am. Well, then am I the token, the anomaly, the only one my age in the pews or serving the world by my faith convictions? No. I have found a community of support and challenge to say that this way of life is the way they live out their faith as well. To say no to the games of division and instead welcome everyone and learn from them as a matter of faith too. They and myself are the 99 Collective and so are you. A social justice movement led by young adults, the 99 Collective is a community and it is action. If social justice for our generation is a way of life, it is also a way of faith in action. But this movement is not a specific action or focused on one issue. It is any way that you live out your convictions. The 99 Collective is led by young adults and born out of their faith communities, but in or outside of the age range, certain or uncertain. We stand together to say, the way we live is a matter of faith, and the actions we take are a matter of life. The name, the 99 Collective, comes from the lesson you heard read from Luke, in which Jesus puts us into the role of the shepherd so often attributed to him. As you heard, he boldly states that anyone, anyone having 100 sheep would leave their 99 to go find the lost one. We identify with that shepherd, and we are boldly called to go out and seek the lost. But when we interpret this story and we don't want to play shepherd, we often put ourselves into the role of the one that is lost. Because if we were once lost, but now we're found, that's a great story. It is a great feeling, no matter who you are, to know that when you're on the outside, someone will look for you. The 99 Collective, however, turns the story inside out to say, what if we are not the shepherd or the lost outsider, 
but we are, in fact, the other 99. Whether we're waiting for our shepherd to return or looking for ways to get further inside, as a part of the 99, we don't acknowledge that we are already in. Have you ever seen sheep? When one moves, the rest immediately follow. They're like middle school girls, constantly looking to each other and looking into the group before they take their next step. There is a difference between being in and looking inward. When our vision is focused inward on each other and the places we are already in and accepted, we lose sight of our calling, our naming as children of God. We are already in because we are loved. We are already in. Therefore, my faith challenges me to say, how do we, as the other 99, instead look outside to the ones who are not feeling in, to say we need you, we want you, not to come in and join us, assimilate, be another sheep, but to say we are not complete without you. We are not the 100. I'm not talking about conversion here, to faith or lifestyle or to the American dream. I'm talking about what my faith tells me to do in the world and how to look at it, to follow Jesus out, but also not to wallow in feeling lost and alone in my church, in my communities, or in my passions. It's tempting, but I'm not alone. The 99 Collective has empowered me with a community that reminds us all that we are in, and then challenges us to look outward and say, I can seek the out rather than trying to look inward. So I say to you again, you are a part of the 99 Collective because we are all called to live out our faith and convictions with our whole self. Whatever you are doing, when you look outside your communities and say who is not in, that is the work of the 99 Collective, not merely sheep. And so, it is not a choice for me to either act on my convictions or my faith, to choose between my peer communities or my faith communities. If I refuse to separate who I am from how I live out my faith, I also refuse to separate anyone from being called worthy to live out who they are in theirs. And working for that, living for that, continually seeking community to challenge and support that, that is how I live out my faith. Are you in?